and then also play Frigid Heatwave because it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, that card's great. I gained a lot of respect for that card last night. Not because I got lost to it, just because I saw it do so much. And it was just yeah. like, yeah. Well, it's a I mean, lot it gets, easier to get six ranged in there than I thought it was, so. Yeah, and it gets card draw to symbols that don't always have it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, it's very conditional, but it's a very good card draw at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, John, I am all set up over here now, so okay. whenever you're ready, do your, do your intro thing. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the UA podcast. Uh, this is the... Symbols of Peace podcast series. This week we are talking about the Earth symbol. Uh, I'm your host, John Jennings. With me is Ryan Kraft. Today we have a special guest co-host, Chris Smith. How's it going, Chris? Good. It's super early here. Well, it's only an hour behind you guys, but still, it's kind of early. So. Okay. Right. Don't act tired, man. You, you told me you wake up at like 5 a.m. every day. It's like... Oh, yeah. Uh, don't eight, don't, eight don't take pity on me. I was up at 5 o'clock. <laughs> Okay, well, if you're not familiar with our, with the the series, what we're going to do is each week we take a specific symbol in the uh, UFS My Hero Academia card game, and we kind of talk about it. We talk about its strengths, its weaknesses, the attacks we like, the foundations. Uh, we go through the characters and which characters we think are the best. Um, but first, before we get to that, let's talk about some current events. We don't. I don't think there's really been much news from Jasco about anything. But uh, Chris, I know you've been going out and playing some locals events and stuff. How's that going? Uh, I played in my first constructed local yesterday uh, at Boar's Hat Gaming in Elgin, which is like a half an hour from me in Rockford, mm-hmm. Illinois. Okay. Um, we had eight people. We had two new players, one newish player who's played before who came back because MHA is amazing and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then five veterans. And okay. uh, yeah, I took a void eraser head. Um, see the deck profile whenever Matt gets it to Ryan and then Ryan's able to post it. <laughs> Um, Hopefully uh, this week sometime. The tech profile will be up, and um, I had changed it like by four or five cards the morning of because that's all that's what all deck builders do. They change oh, things yeah. consistently. <laughs> uh, I went three and zero. Oh. I only dropped one game all day uh, to a froppy that just drew the nuts on a turn, and I just died. And then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Uh, Really good pricing. I pulled the Bakugo XSR. Hooray! Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty that's sweet. Um, I'm going to play it and bend the crap out of it. So that's just the plan. It's just the plan. Just going to play it. Um, that's what it's we, have, we got some locals. We play locally here in my basement because we don't have a shop locally. So we play like five to six people uh, twice a week. Okay, that's really games. cool. So yeah. how, do you, how do you get random people you don't know they're newbies to come to your basement? Uh, which just is asking, kind of, not for weird. card reasons, just like curious. It's, it 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 sounds like a, <laughs> a like a Netflix show, like a plot, like in a Netflix show. Uh, no, nah, there's a couple people who play Digimon at the local store uh, that we used to play at, and they've been recruiting people. So I haven't done really anything other than have my basement gotcha. be available. So everyone else They're is doing cool. like kind of like how we were when we were when uh, back in the UFS days. I would be the quote unquote head of the play group. Then all my minions would do all my bidding, so you know. I mean, like I remember going to Atlanta to play in a PTC, and we went to uh, Piglet's house to like mm-hmm. finish up the tournament. Like in his parents' oh, yeah. nice ass house. Just that's just <laughs> how things go sometimes, man. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Everyone's like, and you knew uh, any new players who watch this will know. Like once you go to a large event, you're part of a family, and mm-hmm. people will take you in. You know, we'll, we'll probably rib you a lot and definitely give you a lot of crap, but. You're definitely part of the family. Yeah. You can have a good time. And we'll test and see if your liver works as well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
No, that's really cool, though. And one of the things I do like about UFS is it does have kind of a very DIY feel to it. And, you know, I'm big into punk rock and that kind of stuff, so I love, like, the DIY feel already. But that's really cool, man. I like that. Um, now, do you have a lot of, like, older players who, like, maybe play UFS and are hesitant to dip into My Hero? Because I see on the Facebook forums, like, that's kind of a thing. A lot of, I feel like a lot of the UFS players are kind of taking, like, I don't know about My Hero. That's not the real game. Do, do, you, have, do you have that a lot? Mm-mm, it's a complete opposite. Our play oh. group, I, our play group was di- uh, lost three people when Bebop came out because the mm-hmm. numbers were so crazy, yeah. and the yeah. tur- whole turn two explosion and all that. Uh, it wasn't our jam. We're more of like traditionally, we are a mid range group. We play mid range. We don't. Okay. Like, you know, we have the people who once or in a while will build an aggro deck, but it's all we like the interactions and mm-hmm. playing the game and not blowing up on turn two all the time. We just like to play the game and, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah. Winning's awesome, but we want to have fun with our opponent. And that's yeah. just okay. the point of playing a game. Yeah, everyone pretty much came back from my hero after it was like, Oh, these cards actually look really fun to play with. And I don't have to die on turn two to have fun. You know, it's like, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, I, know, I know for us here, like we, uh, you know, when Fantasy Flight owned the game and they did their like big blowout sale right before they killed the game without telling anyone they were killing the game, we had a bunch of people that bought product because it was like two boxes for the price of one and we were able to convince a lot of people to start trying to get into the game. Mm-hmm. And then once they tanked it, like there's just been, it's been impossible to get people interested. But uh, when we went to play locally, uh, not yesterday, but the Saturday before, we actually had people stopping and asking about the game, which was nice. So I'm excited right. about being able to build a group around this way. Mm-hmm. And I know even the a couple of stores in Greenville. So we mainly play in Anderson, but there's a couple of stores in Greenville too. And they've had I know they got product and they were like, hey, we're gonna do events and stuff. So maybe, you know, we'll have kind of more of an upstate scene, which would be nice for us. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh I know like down south in down south, uh in southern Illinois, a buddy of mine, he's he was traditionally the only player for UFS in his yeah, in the lower half of Illinois. He was the only guy. Oh wow! And now, since my heroes come out, he has twenty players. Wow! Because of my hero, they have twenty player locals at at his shop, which is that's awesome. It's insane to think of that because I traditionally locally we only had like five or six back in the UFS days, and I'm pretty sure we we hit eight or ten every now. People come in from Chicago or whatever, but I couldn't imagine like playing in a twenty person. I haven't played in a twenty person tournament locally since I used to play old score Z, and we had like thirty people play it. Mm. That, you know, that's like 20 years ago, which is, I don't play magic. So I have no idea yeah. about the, you know, giant local scene. So I've always played traditionally smaller card games. Yeah. I think it. for me and John, probably like Friday night magic, probably like 10 years ago when we all played magic is probably the only time we saw 20 player locals in anything around here. Yeah. 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 Trying to do like 12 player drafts. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel good. No, it's yeah, not. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's awesome. man. I'm glad to hear that. Um, trying to think, is there anything else really? I I don't think there was a Joffus this week, right? There was not. There was a text to Joffus, but there's zero information in it. Yeah, because mm. uh, there's still kind of the debate on whether or not what from my hero is going to be legal and standard. I think they haven't quite ironed that out yet. Is that well, right? Hold on, no, they have. They have 100 ironed it out. The shit is oh, not going to okay. standard until after the big, the first big MHO event, and people keep okay. questioning it. But they said it very clearly, like four different times. They said after there's a big my hero event then they will put that stuff in the standard. But okay. that's, that's what it is. Uh, right. So 
because what because it's not legal for nationals still right. so it's basically it will be legal in standard after the first of the year or whatever i was gonna say because yeah. they, they said op well, doesn't start for my hero until next year right right they, they said what op for mhao is not until feb maybe february or march of next year which makes sense because yeah right because you want to have you don't want to have a one set organized play in a way because that would just get kind of stale after you know wait because by then we'll probably have the format solved you know yeah. in a way we'll know what the strongest decks are by then so if you add a second set and another dlc and some more tournament packs it kind of shakes up the meta for the op season mm-hmm. which also makes sense if they do nationals and they do their own nationals and worlds for mhao it wouldn't be until after set two is out, obviously, and then maybe possibly set three, because then you'll have more of a variance of decks that will be played in those set events. Yeah, least, I think uh, if we see... Uh, what was the last part you said? I'm sorry. That's what, Well, I mean, like, you, you don't want to have, like, a one or two set worlds, because it would kind of feel kind of weird. You kind of want to yeah. make sure you have enough of a variance, so I personally wouldn't do it until they have three sets out. Yeah, right. I'd be surprised if we see a Nats and a Worlds for MHA next year. Um, I they'll probably have a Worlds if I had to guess, and it'll be towards the end of the year. If yeah. that would be my guess on it, because mm-hmm. you could definitely have three sets out at that point at the oh, yeah. at the at, at the rate they're they seem to be planning anyway. I mean, well, set two's already in the warehouse, and they're wrapping up set three from what they said a couple weeks on the Joffrey. Set two, so. set two went to print two weeks ago. So set it went, two went to print two weeks, two weeks okay. ago. So that should be technically heaven forbid like they have another dock shortage stoppage yeah. thing so they're probably getting ahead of that a bit but i know that they're finishing i don't know how much i should know about this stuff but i know way too much already um because i still have sources inside everywhere <laughs> so it's you know uh set twos in print they're doing text file stuff just to make sure xrs aren't different from the regular copies uh, like that's a that's a know, real problem with set one yeah there's but, no way know, that could ever happen it's not really a problem it's like five cards and it's not that big of a deal in the long run because all they have to do is issue an errata a a thing say well any xr version that's different refer to you have to have a copy of the regular card on you if you play the xr versions which was what they did with like a bunch of other cards that had misprints where if you played alternate arts you'd have to have the actual card with you to prove that you had it so okay that makes sense but um I don't know about set three or anything, but I know like they have the whole set two DLC and all that stuff done, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, it just needs to print and ship. And then they're already ahead of the game already, you know, it's just like but set two, they have to stick the landing again with set two because set one, they've had two years to perfect. So that's yeah. the big thing. Mm-hmm. And then set two has to stick the landing just like stick and give you that feeling of set one and not be like a giant power spike. And that's mm-hmm. the issue. You don't want a giant power spike and just alienate everyone who loves set one, you know? Yep. I, have uh, faith, I, think... I have faith in the team. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's just really weird because the way I ended things with UFS back in the day, but <laughs> new fresh start, MHA only is amazing and I'm on board for it. Yep. So. Um, I know OnePlus, I think they've said for set three that they're going to identify the XRs. It's still going to have the original rarity on it, right? Oh, really? I, or, I think they've talked about it. I don't know if it's officially, but I think they're considering doing that. So it'll be like XR Uncommon or 
XR common, which would be awesome. Oh, instead of having XR, they'll have XRC or XRR yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. yeah. They all but confirmed that on the draw this two weeks ago they did that, that was happening. But uh, Jason, or Jason confirmed it, but then, you know, Tim is always like, don't say anything officially until later. Well, they did that with they did that with the, the XSRs. It says yeah. XSR on it, so they, mm-hmm. they did it with that, at least. So it makes yeah. sense then to go forward delineating the, the rarity, yeah. at least. So. Yeah, I think they said for set two, it was too late to do that. Like you said, it's basically already at print. Uh, but for set three, I think they're going to try to do that, which okay. awesome. Please, please do that. If if you're still on the fence about it, please do that. Yeah, yeah most definitely do that. Yes. Okay. All right. So should we get any any other news or should we just I was going to say for me saying there was nothing to talk about in current events. I think that was our longest current event segment. <laughs> I, so like your normal. OK, so how, like your normal episodes are what, like a half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. Uh-huh. So I'll go then for this one because we talk. I talk a lot. So that's fine. That's <laughs> awesome. That's fine, man. Yeah. Uh. Well. Um. So as obviously as we said, this week's uh, episode is about Earth. Uh, can I give you a rundown of all the different Earth characters we've got? We've got a good amount of them. We've got the DLC Eda. We've got the uh, plus ultra. Is it power up pack or plus, it's plus ultra? Right. Plus ultra plus pack. Plus ultra pack. I, I'm gonna remember that one of these days. No, you won't. Plus ultra pack. Uh, you're oh, right. No. I won't. Uh, we got Mount Lady, Ojiro, and then from the uh, actual set, we've got All Might, Kirishima, Nomu, and Aoyama. Uh, don't uh, forget about Kamui Woods. Yeah, oh, and Kamui Woods. Yes, from the Quirk Packs. Yes. From Quirk Pack, yeah. Um, okay. Man, I remember when that when that guy got spoiled, we were all like, oh my god, this dude's going to be awesome. And I was like, he's I good. still don't... He, he I, still I, seems really good. I don't know that he has a home quite yet. I don't... I think you're correct on that. Because I've been um, struggling... I've struggled to find us, like... Uh, I guess we can get into it later, but like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> why play Earth on another character when I can just play Kirishima? But we'll get into that later. Well, well, no, this sure. is the this is the perfect spot to talk okay, about. We're talking about yeah, the characters. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna play Earth. I'm playing Kirishima. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna play because he's basically a seven hander, anyways. And I told yeah. him that I wouldn't do a bunch of Kirishima hate because he doesn't want his boy banned. Because that happened <laughs> with him and Dave Wagner got his character got a character banned in an article. So I promise I will not shit on Kirishima all that much. So. <laughs> no, it's fine. I Kirishima is a, probably my favorite character in this set. He is incredibly powerful. I, I think you said the the start the the list of best Earth characters kind of begins and ends with Kirishima, right? Like everyone else is playing for second place. He just except for Nomu, he's last. <laughs> Fair. Well, you got to be careful. We're going to catch a lot of hate. I feel like. Every time, everything I read on like Facebook or like the general Discord is like, oh my God, Nomu is the best. <laughs> and something Matt and Ryan talked about, and I agree with, is like playing Nomu is like getting two for one in reverse because he makes every attack hit for two attacks, right? Yes. But if they completely block it, then they're blocking two attacks at once. Yeah. yeah. To expand on that, like, I think the way they're trying to make up for his lack of hand size is to make. All of his attacks count as two, I think is what John's saying. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you're, but that doesn't work when you're, you just get blocked because you have no way to push through the damage in your symbols. So, eh, and he's, he's not good. A, I, we'll find going into the symbol, that's a huge issue with Earth. It, outside Oyama, they have no, like, they barely have, uh, let's see, Ida has speed and, uh, Ojiro uh, has uh, speed. Ojiro has speed, has some speed, but I said, I didn't count the DLC. And all those tournament pack guys, because I just went gotcha. base set. So okay. uh, my biggest thing was they couldn't, they can't push through currently. 
Mm-hmm. First, the biggest issue is pushing damage through. Like they can get damage all day. It's fine, mm-hmm. but they have no way to make it stick outside of maybe one or two cards. As I say, you've got pull no punches, but that's a deadlock enhance only. Um, it's maybe the best deadlock enhance in the game, but your opponent has to play into it, which is um, not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Night watch, night watch, coordinated effect, and a combo kick says otherwise. But I, those, I, I, I said, I said maybe. I said maybe. I didn't okay. say definitively. <laughs> But yeah, I I like a lot of the other Earth characters like Ojiro, man, that's a really cool. He's, he's but he's just better on fire because here's oh, here's my unblockable Cipro burst that you can't reduce the speed on. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and then like Mount Lady's I think Mount Lady is maybe she's pushing second because she gets commit, get her free momentum. So, yeah, because. Yeah, because yeah, you read the character, and I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh my god, I got to play a bunch of different copies of Mount Lady, and it's like, or you just don't play any, and you just consistently get the momentum every turn. Yeah, Tanner from Michigan has me on the Mount Lady Detroit Smash train right now, and I, okay. hate, I hate Detroit Smash with my passion. I think it's just <laughs> a bad card, just because it's a half of a card, and why would you ever want to play a half of a card? Right. But what he's explained is just like, oh boy. You created a Mature 59. I don't know if you guys know what Mature 59 was. Mature 59, Mature, Mature the character from KOF, from the old game, and then, uh, well, yeah. basically. And uh, you played 59 attacks, and you killed your opponent on turn one or two every time. Because she, she would get into desperation eventually, or she played enough three diff attacks to where she would be able to cut herself down on your first attack. He would go second every time. If you won the die roll, you would choose to go second because you'd start ready. And then you'd just start slinging three diff attacks, cutting yourself with stuff. So you're in desperation getting plus two to three to your next check to play a mid attack. So you okay. would murder people without playing foundations. So, but yeah, he created him and the Michigan crew created that deck. So, like anything he has, like big brained, I'm just like, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. <laughs> when you said but that, yeah. I was like, I remember that card. I was thinking of Cole 45. That old card, Cole 45, but mm-hmm. I do not remember that deck now. I was lying. That's fine. It's all right. No worries. Yeah, it, was, it, it almost won the Rockford PTC until Mark Wisniewski saved the day with uh, Dimitri. And that was really mm-hmm. the only event Dimitri, I think, ever won outside of maybe a world's team thing. I don't remember. It's been a while. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. I. So, I was gonna say, I think uh, I think we all agree that Kirishima is easily like the best, most busted Earth character. Um, yes. So, if you had to like pick one to make like a fun deck with, uh, what what character would you pick? All Might, of course. I, just, I, yeah. I I think it's All Might. Like I Ryan and I have talked about this some too. I I really want that All Might to be good. Like I I think I think there's something there. Just that like he he starts with. Eight cards, basically, right? You can, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're going second, obviously you can't do it if you're yeah. going first. But and with the the new Mulligan rules, really helps out the five hand size characters a lot. Mm-hmm. They can kind of form their hands a little bit better, so they're not as uh, handicapped by that. So I, I really like that All Might. I, I think he's. I don't think you go all in on the powerful X play, but if it's there and your opponent can't stop it, then just screw it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I think he I think. I don't know if like you use the form on turn one because like yeah I think you get set up first and then mm-hmm. you do it 
and then you just try to blow your opponent out like you just said um yeah. just because strategy wise if you get behind on foundations against a, a, a six or a seven hander Oof, yeah you're gonna have a bad day you know that happened uh to use an example it happened uh, yesterday actually i was playing against kirishima in the finals and he went first in game one he only he mulliganed into he mulliganed away attacks and drew more attacks and he yeah. only played two foundations and then he's like well i guess i'll start attacking and then he he got behind even more. I had like 12 foundations at turn two by he, you know, by he had four at turn three, you know. So, mm. also, I was erasing him every time he attacked me, so he couldn't build. So, right. yeah, um, that's a tip, kids. That's that one's free, as Matt would say. <laughs> that one's free. erase Kirishima every attack you can. Uh, um, yeah, uh, but and the new mulligan rule helps out low hand size characters big time because that was one big, that was a um, one, I guess bad thing about them is that well i don't draw foundations well i'm kind of screwed because i can't build as fast as some other other characters yeah um but what, what about you ran what would be your your second uh, your funsies? Fun, for funsies um so i i have interest in um ojiro i'm gonna talk about ojiro even though chris isn't um i, I like <laughs> everything that he does man like the speed makes up for some of the weaknesses the symbol has Mm-hmm. But also, like, flipping foundations to give your attack damage to, uh, you know, if it gets blocked, flip your rival's foundations. Um, you can probably do some cool stuff with, like, that and apathetic blow up. You know, use apath- apathetic to target their blow up outlets so that they get stuck with, like, all face down stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, assuming the game goes that long. That's that's ambitious, I know. But, um, yeah, I, I want to build a Jiro, like, as soon as I get my hands on him. Maybe before. Maybe I'll build him on TTS or something so I can. Get out there. What's his stats? Is he a six twenty six or six twenty seven? Uh, he is. Yeah, he's oh. he's real beefy. He's basically got yeah. thirty health. He's a beefy oh, yeah, boy. Got, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because like I know we've chatted because you just made a joke about playing a long game, and, and not not lying like every game <laughs> yesterday, people were going into turns five and six. Like there's people cycling and almost. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, oh yeah, like we. We've adopted the 50 card minimum as a trap meme um, because we, because Kirishima can mill you out just by just defending all day. So mm-hmm. we've adapted the, well, we'll go 55 to 60 and see how that goes. Yeah. And it seems, I think 55 to 60 is really your sweet spot for your deck, depending on if you want to be like Burb or whatever, where you just want to just 50 card flat and just blow them out in turn two, which Burb wants to do. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I do kind of want to talk about the seven hand size Ida. Um, mm-hmm. I think he is just like categorically worse than the regular Ida, right? Like he's the the six the the regular one is just awesome. I I, I don't know where I come down on this uh, this Ida. What what do you guys think about him? I don't think he's good, and that's all I'll say about that Ida. <laughs> uh, I think his support's better than the character. Um, but his DLC support. His DLC support's better than the character. But it's basically the DLC support is the character on the cards. So uh, I would rather play the other Ida over the DLC Ida because that one card doesn't make a whole difference when every every card in his support that you play draws a card. The Engine Rush draws a card. Reciprocal Extend, maybe his best attack, draws a card. The DLC card draws a card unconditionally draws a card and you get speed by discarding a card so what you do is you play racer head stuff 
you play, uh, was it Late Riser to get extra speed, you discard the card and then you draw the card back. His own foundation draws a card. So it's just like, there's no reason to play the seven hander because you draw so many cards with Ida anyways, on his yeah. support, I should say. I can see it, that. it does make me real sad that the uh, the DLC Ida has Earth instead of Fire, because man, I want to play those attacks so bad in Fire Ida. More but... importantly, if you could play like Bakugo stuff that like when it hits the discard, it would be really dumb with this Ida. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I imagine maybe they had that in mind. I would hope so. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if Void keeps getting cards that do things when you discard them, I can see this character end up being really good. I just don't know that mm-hmm. he has the tools right now to be really good. No. I'd be really interested. I really hope they don't do it, though, but I don't want to see a design space where there's a static, or, I mean, not static, a response after you discard this card, draw a card. I don't want to see that at all. I don't. Mm. Yeah. I want to see a damage one. I would love to see a damage one alongside a speed one. So you have some sort of, on a spam, uh, so you have to choose or mix, you know, because I think that would be kind of neat, a, a neat design space where you can get yeah. some damage pump on that. Because that's one thing that um, I noticed that well, outside, Cipro burst because that card's just amazing. Um, it lacks a lot of damage outside of like Ida's one foundation that responds and then the powerful effects on cards and mm-hmm. the Recipro burst. So, like, just generally, I think Void can push through attacks, it's just they just don't chunk you to death unless you're playing Recipro burst for a kill. So, agreed. That's my hot. Next, we'll have to, we'll have to have you back on for the Void podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, well, I think we're going to take a little break, but we're going to come back and talk about some attacks and foundations and kind of get our thoughts on kind of uh, how those stack up. All right, guys, welcome back to the UA uh, podcast. Again, this is the Symbols of Peace podcast talking about Earth. Uh Getting back into it, we're going to kind of talk about uh, the identity of the symbol so far in My Hero Academia. Um, so, uh, are there any differences you guys feel like from UFS to My Hero with its kind of what of its identity, what it wants to do? Uh, I feel the identity is pretty much the same, where it wants to flip your, your opponent's foundations, flip my own foundations for good effects, mm-hmm. unflip things on my side of the board, which is amazing. Because uh, I get to reuse basically like super regeneration multiple times a game, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of there's there's a fair amount of damage reduction, like in the Kirishima part, um, and a lot like usually traditionally in UFS Earth is the throw symbol, but they have no throws in this set. I was gonna bring that up because I feel like the the last deck I played in UFS was King, and I threw a lot of throws, mm-hmm. and I was. Like even as the cards were being spoiled, I was like, "There's no, there's no throws." Yep, throws are another symbols, which is really weird because water has the most throws out of all the, uh, in, in the entire set, which is mm-hmm. really awkward. And yeah. I guess since they didn't get reversals, they were like, "Eh, just take the throws. That's fine." <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, they have the. I think they have the. I think Earth. There are no other five handers in any other symbols, right? In the base set, I should say. I was going to say, the, the DLC, there's the five-hander Araka. But yeah, in the base set, it's Nomu, All Might, Kirishima. They're almost all five-hand size, except for Aoyama. Yeah, except for Aoyama, who really shouldn't be an uh, Earth character. I was going to say, well, yeah. Yep. It's, 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 he's, <laughs> I'll, I'll have some takes about that later. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, yeah, it, so, and usually it has like damage reduction, 
um, which it does in some of the Kirishima stuff. There's mm-hmm. some flippy, some flippy opponent stuff in Nomu with uh, Apathetic, which is quite possibly one of the best cards in the game because target flip is amazing. So, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of anti-committal in this set, which is really, really nice. Um, not just anti-stun like in Resistance, but anti-committal like in It Can't Be Fixed, where you just build one, which is yep. awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the weird the theme that I thought was most interesting that Earth has so far is like the the punch theme because I feel like it normally doesn't have punches, but like mm-hmm. every character in this set except for Aoyama is a is a punch character for Earth so far. So I yeah. thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's something that's across three characters actually: All Might, Nomu, and Kirishima. They all share like a punch type theme, which is probably why punches are because it also Kirishima and All Might share good, but that's a topic for another story but yeah um that's probably why and then that's probably why the punch decks are so strong right now just because you have multiple characters pump punch putting mm-hmm. in support into it yeah, yeah you got a lot then, of options for punches right now and then you have no moon all might both also have a bunch of fury attacks mm-hmm. uh which is kind of interesting obviously with with no moon he's got evil so you think evil and death have a lot of fury attacks so you'd see that but with all might i was kind of surprised he has a lot of fury attacks uh i i, I don't know if that was just going into like oh well he's got earth we're gonna keep this a, a theme because no moon's gonna have earth too and then we'll have that kind of stuff going on um i think i think you're i think you're onto something right there because uh He's kind of when he fights, he's very, very, for lack of a better word, furious. When he, because mm-hmm. like, you know, he swings really fast. He's just yeah. very powerful. So it could just mean that fury also means it's just a very powerful attack. So yeah, not just like mad or evil or whatever. You know, so mm-hmm. it could be like that. Okay. Or just um, like, I mean, when it comes to those keywords, though, it's it's they can just throw them on anything, man. Because like, yeah, th- that's true. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, like back in the day, yeah, but. Like nowadays, you, you kind of look at it like not to not to preface like Todoroki cards or anything, but like you know Breaker kind of like his ice wall is kind of thematic because he's stopping his opponent from doing that. Same thing with Ice Storm. Um, I don't know why Naval Laser has Breaker on it, which is really, I think that one feels more ta- tacked on. Like it's like okay, but we need to, we need to, we need to get something else to something you know no symbol. So yeah. Um, I think there's a there may be sort of a I don't have insider knowledge on this one. So I'm just guessing. Um, I think there's a plan with the keywords just to be more thematic for some stuff. It could be. Okay. It just seems to me it seems like that the keyword spaghetti in the old, and and, and universes seems that's just tacked on wherever. But this kind of has like a I don't know, like a plan in a way. Yeah, just, no, yeah, I like that. Say. Like you said, it 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 fits the characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like like you said, like no moves attacks. Like he is hitting very hard, and he just he. I mean, he really doesn't have thoughts outside of kill All Might, right? Like, that's all yeah. he wants to do. And All Might use, is very also furious in his attacks, but it's in the inverse of, of what, uh, like, the evil characters are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, now, let's get into the actual some of the actual cards. Uh, so as far as the attacks, what are some of the, the standout attacks? Like, if you think, all right, I'm going to make an Earth deck, I'm starting with at least four of this card, four of this card. Harden Jab. Hardened jab. I'm starting okay. every Earth deck with hardened jab, no matter who it is. I don't care because I don't have a face. Really I don't have a face down. I build one for free with it. The three yeah. mid for five, yeah. But it has, I believe, a plus one high block. Mm-hmm. And but you just build the face. You build the face down with it, and it's amazing. Like of course it's Kirishima support, so it's going to work best in him. 
But if you're a five-hander and you need to, because one good thing with, with the five-handers is if you're able to build for free, like with Missouri Smash or with Harden Jab, um, granted Missouri Smash is conditional because you have to hit, but to build that face down while you're attacking, that is just chef's kiss. Yeah. So I have a, I kind of, kind of have a hot take on Earth that I don't think it has like any standout attacks. Not that Ooh, I don't think okay. the attacks are good. I think they're all generically good. I just don't think there's one that's like, oh man, like I have to put this in my deck. Because um, like, there's a bunch of good attacks like Relentless, Relentless Barrage, Hardened Pummel, Texas Smash. I think all those cards are great, but I don't look at any of those and I'm like, oh man, like that's the standout iconic attack of Earth. Um, you didn't I, Merciless Rush though. Merciless Rush is awesome. That card's great too. It's a four diff and a five hander, by the way. So is this is this a meme? I've seen this going around on Facebook. I think the card's really good, but I don't know if it's a meme or not. No, it's not a meme. It's it's real. <laughs> I think the card is is really good too. I mean, the, the plus one low block is is really crucial because much like in an early UFS, low blocks were at a premium, right? Because low attacks were always seemed harder to block. It's got a plus one low block. It's a high attack itself. It's easier to play. It blows up foundations. Also, which is really weird. It has EX on it, which is yeah. really odd for uh, for like uh, just a five diff punch, I guess, which I guess it doesn't really make sense because it's the first set. So everything's kind of new. So um, putting, putting in two speed on that a six high for five that your opponent has to block. If they completely block, you get to just destroy a foundation. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sounds pretty good, you know, it's especially pretty- in a five hander. To, de- to debuild your opponent or take damage is a win in my in my opinion in a five hander. Yeah. No. Yeah, I I completely agree. So I mean, I think if I look at most Earth attacks, I'm just like, yeah, like all these things are good. Like I, I don't have any problems with most of the attacks in the symbol. Um, I just don't ever play Gale's Force Punch though. So no, Gale Force Punch is a yeah. no for me. I got about seventy of those in my seven boxes, so I just kind of yeah, threw I, them in the garbage. I hate that card. I, I think, as Matt said, the uh, the Gale Force tax on the first set is very real. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, like every every third to fourth pack. Up oh, here's a Gale Force punch. All right, uh, it was coordinated effort for me. I got oh, yeah. I got a bunch of those. Yeah, I got a I got a literal dozen of Think Fast, the Cero Foundation. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. that that um, awesome foundation like, that's unique. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, Harden Chop, the rare for Kirishima, where if your opponent blocks, they have to discard a card from their hand. That card's really so, good. That's card's um, really good. The worst thing about that card, it's a five diff. That's the worst thing about that card. And that's Yeah. Um I, I'm gonna say I think Texas Smash is, is the attack for me. I feel like if you're building an Earth deck, you're gonna put in Texas Smash. You're probably gonna if you've got four of it, you're gonna play four of it. I believe right? in my ultra rare buy it now article, that was one of the top five to buy because it's so cheap and it's just so the value for it is so mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I mean, for difficulty, if you're, you know, I, ideally it's a five difficulty because you're playing as your second attack to get the combo on it. And it's a seven damage, it's out the box, four high, it's got a plus one mid block, it's got a three check, it's just, the card's fucking great. And it just dumps four damage on your next attack if you discard a card, so it's yeah. just like, it's like, okay, yeah, let's go to town, man. You, church, you start chaining those things, uh, you're going to pound town. Yeah, mm-hmm. your opponent does not feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just gotta put speed on it. That's all you gotta do. Just find some yeah. way to put speed on it. Um, are there are there any attacks you feel like they're just kind of like why did you make this attack? Like what what were they thinking? Uh, Scroll down to Aoyama's attacks. Hold on. 
I want to say probably Gale Force Punch. Why does it have? Does it have a two check on it? But okay, I, I, I was gonna it. say like that's it, it's six damage and it's an extra six damage and no move, so I get it. You have to give him something. Big. But but you could make it a five difficulty for five damage though, right? But yeah, and just give it a three check because I feel like because. At some point, I'm going to make a Nomu deck because we have to, like, try it, right? Like, mm. I know we shit on Nomu constantly, but we never actually play him. <laughs> we have so. a local guy who is maining Nomu because oh. he's Nomu in the show, so he's playing Nomu. And plus, you know, he plays traditionally bad characters and tries to make them good. So. <laughs> okay, I respect, I respect that. So I have something, we have something to test against. So, yeah. You know, um, but, because, yeah. But yeah, like, I, I, I look at Yale Force Punch and I'm like, this card is so close to being maybe the best rare in the game. And it's just that that two check. They like just bring just bring it down, guys. Just make it a mm -hmm. even if it's just like a five for a four mid for five or something, you know. Where you only have to give it six beat, like six everything plus one high block. It's awesome. It's got great enhances. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. It's yeah. just yeah. outside of Gale Force Punch. I mean, most of the Earth attacks look like they have a place and they're meaningfully designed and everything. Like, I don't mm -hmm. have any issue with any of them. You, um, can't, you can't hate on Oyama's stuff because he gets rid of momentum, and that's premium. Right. In this. So, I was just yeah. looking at that. I was like, man, this card's like not the best, but like it does get rid of momentum. It, so I want to say it's as rare that it gets rid of a momentum on play, and that's yeah. just that's fantastic, you know. Yeah, and it, that's it's only a four diff, right? Mm -hmm. uh, plus one low block, and his he's got the only other breaker two card in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, like that's on his ultra rare, and that's. <sighs> So I guess I'm just going to talk about Aoyama. Like when, when Aoyama first came out, me and Ryan, like this car, he looks awesome. I love Aoyama. I want to do all these things. But then they printed a racer and you're like, well, can't play Aoyama because you just never get to use any of his abilities. Yeah. Right. A blank 627 um, is not very good. Yeah. Uh, my, my take. Fair, everyone's pretty much blank except except for a handful of characters against. Yeah. Uh, but but. Eraser makes it especially easy against Aoyama because Aoyama does literally nothing on Eraser's turn. So you don't have to blank him on any of your attacks. You just don't yeah. care. Um, I think Aoyama should not be an Earth character. He should be a water character. And I feel like maybe one of the reasons they didn't give him water is because you can't have two Breaker 2 blocks in the same symbol along with a bunch of other Breaker 1s because it's just... Like, some, some new player's going to sit down against, like, uh, I don't know, Mineta Water. And they play, play one attack. You're like, all right, breaker two. And then they play another attack. And they're like, all right, breaker two. And mm -hmm. they just do nothing the entire game. Like, well, this, this feels real bad. I, I think it's more along. Anymore. Yeah, we definitely don't want eight copies of a breaker two in anybody's deck. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so that's that, that is my, my hot Aoyama takes. I know you, I that's can, what no, you came I, here I for. Can, yeah. <laughs> I, can totally, I can totally get on board with that. I really do. He, does, he doesn't feel like an Earth character. He feels more like a life character. Mm -hmm. like, which more, he does have I life think, so. i want to i want to I mean, he does have life yeah but i yeah. want to say I, I like sometimes they have that weird third symbol that they tack on to people just to get the symbol balances right mm -hmm. so it could have been earth could have been just a, a toss on just to make just so we have enough of the symbol balance so. yeah now i will say about aoyama i like that he has earth because of his foundation base being played with other earth characters is really good which glamorous, I, the best glamorous is like one of the best foundations in the set. I'm just yeah. gonna say it right now. It is. Yeah. I guess we'll kind of use that as a as a segue into foundations, unless you guys have any other attacks thoughts before we move on. I said my um, piece. Yeah, okay. I think we all kind of got in on the attacks a little bit. I think we're yeah, good. So I think I think the overall thoughts on Earth attacks is they're all they're all pretty good. 
There's yeah. nothing. There's like other outside of Gale Force Punch. Like I don't think I'd play that in any deck other than Gale Force Punch. They're all really solid. Yeah. All really good. Uh, now, as far as foundations, I think Earth has some of my favorite foundations in the game. Uh, we we touched a little bit on apathetic. That's just an incre- incredibly powerful move to be like, oh, this oh, there's irrefutable force of nature. I'm gonna go ahead and flip it before you can seal my apathetic. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, wh- what about you guys? What are some of your favorite Earth foundations we got going on here? So on the flip side of uh, attacks, where I didn't think there were <laughs> any standout attacks, uh, there's there's a ton of standout foundations in the symbol that do play on that, that flip symbol, um, mm-hmm. as John was laughing about. Uh, so, like, Manly Passionate Guy is, like, one of my favorite Ooh. foundations in the whole set. Uh, you That's mentioned it. Apathetic. Uh, Chris mentioned Super Regeneration earlier. Uh, coordinated yeah. Effort is awesome. It gives you card pool clearing uh, and Earth, which is nice, and build your mm-hmm. stage up. And uh, You're So Obvious, one of the best defensive foundations in the set. Um like I, I love, I love the foundation base of Earth so much. Uh, glamorous, uh, comboed with manly passionate style. You block with, say, you block a low block, a blo- mm-hmm. low attack with glamorous, bring it down with manly passionate. Then you, then you unflip your super regen. That is just a huge six point health swing in a game, which is a whole attack or more, uh, depending on how much damage you take in. Uh, Sticking with the Aoyama stuff, someone with style may be the best stun hate in the game because you just pop it to put the attack speed to zero. Mm-hmm. And then also you can just you can nuke a foundation to get out of deadlock or to get rid of stuff that's flipped and you're not going to be able to use it to ready it once per turn. Uh, that's something huge that could just extend your turn along with like hardened jab and manly passionate and all that. You know, it's just there's a lot of versatility in the foundation base off of Earth that. As a player, you have to be careful attacking into an Earth deck. You're like, well, they have all flipped foundations. Well, they're just going to, you know, bring down something with Manly Passionate and start unflipping your stuff. Like, being able to unflip an Apathetic defensively and flip your opponent's foundations is just crazy. It, you know, it's just being able to get, like, because the flip effects, right, are just, like, once-per-game effects, mm-hmm. in theory. Yeah. You know, so, um, but with, like, Naval Laser Beam glamorous you can start unflipping all this stuff and just going to town because outside of fighting well not even really fighting eraser i think aoyama may be the hardest person hard i mean that package of glamorous whoever can play the glamorous manly passionate super regen package and plays naval laser beam is going to be some of the hardest characters to kill just because you're going to be able to unflip all your regions over and over again in a game so you know Magical Christmas Hollywood land. Yeah, like you know. yeah, the 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 best best case scenario. But even case scenario, it, it, it's it's not unrealistic to be like, all right, I play, I have got an apathetic in play. First attack, Missouri Smash. I flip something with apathetic. The attack hits. My I play glamorous, pull down glamorous instantly. Flip back over apathetic. I cleared my card pool. I next attack. I play something else. I'm going to flip something else with apathetic again. Like, on the on the flip side, to, on another to add to that, let's say they partial block it, and you have coordinated effect out. Mm-hmm. build that missouri smash and then play that glamorous and then your card pool is completely cleared yeah so it's just, it's just it's nuts like the way you can like earth has never had traditional card pool clearing granted coordinated efforts more of a good card than it is mm-hmm. you know a earth card but um it doesn't matter it has three symbols for a reason I was say it's got that symbol on it. it's all it i has care that about symbol on it. i'm smacking coordinated effort into every deck that can play it so because card pool clearing is a premium uh in this game Mm-hmm. I, I would just like to say that uh, 
I think I found the name of this podcast episode. It's on the flip side, by the way. We've said it about six times, and it's very relevant. Yes. <laughs> Super relevant. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you were talking even about... Like... Oh, go ahead, John. I was going to say, even just like the spam foundations are great. You look at tight-lipped. It can't be fixed. They're both zero fives, and they both have plus one blocks. Yeah. Like, that's... I, I don't think there's other zero-cost foundations that have plus one blocks. I'm, uh, I'm scrolling real quick. Um, I'll let you know. I'll look. I'm looking right now. I see. I'm looking too. I don't see. I see a, some plus twos, some plus threes. Yeah. I don't see any plus ones. Uh, and that's obviously with Kirishima, it, he's kind of like the exception to the rule, but he's just going to be able to pull those back up whenever he wants. And he's like, oh, I flipped, I flipped over. It can't be fixed. Well, now I can pick it back up and it's a plus one high block. Yeah, you're completely right. There are no other plus ones on zeros. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's crazy. Um, um, pull no punches has one of the best deadlock enhances. If your if your opponent gets that far, it's one of the mm-hmm. one of the main ways uh, Earth can push through attacks because it's essentially plus three speed, kind of because it's plus two speed in the stun one. That's mm-hmm. stun one's like an effective plus one speed. Uh, it's just, man, these foundations are all really good. I really yeah. like celebrity status too. It's kind yeah. of like oh, yeah. targeted card draw. Mm-hmm. I would just like yeah, to say, that... if you ever sit down against Earth, never go into deadlock against Earth. That's like the worst yes. idea you can have. Yes. Yeah. You don't and, want to and, flipping everything on your board with coordinate. You don't want the unflip stuff with coordinated effort. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say the the unflip with coordinated effort. It's just if you if you thought apathetic was bad on one attack, how about every attack? <laughs> <laughs> And then or super regen on the because it works on the defense too. So you can yeah. super, super regen. Oh, I take one. I'll all flip super regen to gain two. So your attack didn't do anything. Yeah. In fact, your attack helped me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's that one rare case where, hey, does, does a negative attack heal me? Well, in this case, it does. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah I just. You brought up you're so obvious. Um, I think the set one, that's a staple in a lot of those on Earth. But I think it's going to get one of those cards where it's going to be, it may get moved to the sideboard eventually just due to the four check. Right. Because uh, yeah. there's a lot of good cards. Because Apathetic is also a four check. So you kind of you kind of don't want to play more than an X amount of four checks because then your ratios are all screwed up and you don't want to be, well, I need a seven yeah. on this. So if I, I have yeah. two ready foundations and my character's committed. So if I check a five, I'm good. Oh, I checked that eighth four in my deck, you know, so... You feels real bad. Deck building yeah. ratios on that. So there are a lot of good. That's usually a, one of the detriments to pl- having a lot of good foundations. Is some of the times the foundations have four checks on them, and you have to be careful on that one. Or you just play Yoga Mastery and it has a six for some reason. I, I mean, that's yeah, we don't talk about <laughs> Yoga Mastery here. We don't talk about that card. Redacted. Yeah, yeah you go redacted. Yeah. That, that's Wagner's thing. Yeah, redacted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, you were talking about. Um, what is it uh, called? Someone with style yeah. earlier. Just to, like give you an idea of how good that card is. Someone with style, the stun negation or the stun yeah. reduce yeah. speed to zero. Like mm-hmm. I was playing a stun deck against Matt, and he just has like one copy of this on the table, and I just don't even want to even use my stun abilities ever. I'm just like, well, it's the same uh, with uh, uh, it can't be fixed. Like it's, it can't be fixed and resistance. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just uh, was like yesterday. Trent was playing Todoroki into Kira, Tyler's Kirishima. Trent went giant ice wall, pitched the momentum, giant ice wall, pitched the momentum, giant ice wall. He was just pitching momentum for the stun too, but Tyler had three, it can't be fixed out. 
So he's just like, I'm burning momentum for no reason. Why am I doing this? Because he's just, you know, <laughs> he's just going through the motions because he's attacking. He's just used to doing mm-hmm. it all the time. And it's just like, I think at that point, you just have to push through it. Yeah. Just you just start do it. stunning them out because eventually they're going to run out of resources. And then you bomb them with a big attack. So yeah. sometimes you just have, and plus if he's in deadlock, if he's close to deadlock, they're not going to build it. They're not going to build it because mm-hmm. they don't want to go into deadlock against you. They just don't. Right. So sometimes that happens. So you just want to be mindful of your game scenarios where sometimes it's just good just to let them do their stupid stuff and then just push through them. And I say Definitely. stupid stuff by cool stuff. And stupid <laughs> means cool in most instances. Just yes. Yeah. No. St- stunning stunning is, is one of those conditional things. It's like, am I stunning you? Oh, man, this is the best ability ever. Mm-hmm. If I'm just getting stunned out, you're like, man, they should ban this keyword. <laughs> okay, it's always good it's like it's like what do they say it's good when when you do it but it feels bad when it's happening to you you know it's like that was it the occam's razor 2020 whatever thing yeah catch 22 yeah it's 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 like i don't know if you've ever played blood bowl chris but blood bowl is like the most fun you've ever had playing a game and simultaneously the least fun you've ever had playing a oh. game all at the same time Okay. And it's it's okay. yeah it's it's very much like that. You're like, oh man, I'm just killing all my opponent's team, and then it happens to you. You're like, what? No. <laughs> you kill like five of their dudes, and they then they get one of yours, and you're like, fuck, this is terrible. Yeah. I hate this. <laughs> uh, okay, I know we've talked about a bunch of strengths on the Earth symbol, mm-hmm. but we haven't really touched the weaknesses of it yet. So mm-hmm. do we can we go into that? Uh, just oh, definitely. Yeah. If we're yeah. done talking about oh, once one honorable mention, uh, Tress mm-hmm. Chic Cape, amazing. So oh man. I God, I, I love Trashit Cape. Like I want that card to be so much better than it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So I played, I, bi- I built an Earth Kirishima deck and I had okay. two of it in the deck. Only two. I was like, because it's unique. I don't want to have four of them. It's got an unplayable block. Uh, plus four. Yeah, yeah plus four mid. And like we go to game two versus Matt and my opening hand is like two, three cost foundations, one cape and like two attacks or something. So I pitch one of the three cost foundations one of the cape, and then I mulliganed into one three-cost foundation, another cape, and three attacks. I was like, well, <laughs> this is uh, this feels real bad. Uh, <laughs> rough. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, the, the cape, if you can pull the cape off, I think it's like a one-of in most decks. I'm not saying, I'm not saying play, it doesn't have breaker on it, so I wouldn't play four of it. Not like yeah. a quick creation where you just play four of it no matter what. Right? Yeah. Uh, or earphone jack, where you can play two to three and feel pretty good about it because it has a plus one high block. But yeah, if you get it on board and you start unflipping your apathetics and your other cards that were committed to pass checks, or even if even if someone flips, say like you say for you flip someone with style uh, to give it your attack plus one defense, um, plus one attack, you know, yeah. or while you're attacking, you can unflip it and ready it. You know, just there's little interactions that you can do with it that mm-hmm. can pan out because there's a lot of playable wall committed stuff on Earth, which is another strength, which I just realized that we have. Uh, mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a quite a bit on that, which it seems to be a lot of the stun committal hate has that. And that's only it makes you know, sense. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because you, you can't be played while it's committed. But yeah, um, but yeah, that was something I just wanted to drop in because we didn't talk about the asset because there's yeah. very few, only like three assets in the entire set. So mm-hmm. Um, and there's no, actions. Call. There's like zero actions, right? I mean, I guess we could talk yeah. about. Uh, I mean, you get uh, plus, ultra, plus ultra technically. Yeah, but, uh, uh, no, no one's playing go beyond yet. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
but yeah, yeah so as far we, as uh, some weaknesses for the uh, for the symbol, what, what do you guys? Uh, I, I feel like we talked about it some. There's not a whole lot of like speed pumps. There's not. There's kind of card pool clearing, but it's kind of like workaround card pool clearing. It's not like air or something like that where they're just getting it out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, generic card draw is another issue they have. They don't mm-hmm. have a lot of card draw. Outs- oh, Hiroshima notwithstanding, because he right. gets to pick choose whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, and, and that's not really card draw. It's it's more like card oh, cycling, kind more of. More selective card cycling, yeah. yeah. Like All Might has the draw three cards, but I think that's the worst part about him. Um, is mm-hmm. the form because you never want to yeah i just i don't know that's probably why i haven't touched the character because i think about well when do i do that well when i'm attacking but i'm a five-hander so what if my opponent is totally built up i can't do much <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. i have no throws to put into people so you know um my thoughts on all miter uh you just use this form every single turn literally the entire game mm-hmm. that's, that's my thoughts on him <laughs> <laughs> You could, yeah, yeah, seven, eight, mm-hmm. six, five, and then you're probably in your game's dead probably over by then. Yeah, game's over. Then yeah, I could see that. Um, we, uh, there's not a lot of speed. Like I like John, you said speed pump. There's mm-hmm. very little speed reduction outside yeah. of the stun hate to zero. So you're looking at you're kind of hurting on that for one. Is that just a is that just a product of the symbol having almost exclusively five handers and maybe their design space is like. They'll just they'll just tank it with their face. They don't need to reduce speed. Yeah, they, they just kind of get hit, and who cares? It kind of goes in line with the damage reduction and like super regen type stuff. Is where yeah. well, they can't they can't they don't tradition five handers don't traditionally block. They face tank everything. So right, that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I had uh. down for my weaknesses too. It's just like card draw and long attack strings. Like you're not throwing like seven attack or six attacks or five attacks in a turn with Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless I mean I guess if you're playing punches and you have like four copies of. All Might's thing that like puts stuff in your momentum, you could, I guess, but I don't know. I've seen him throw seven attacks in a turn, so um, yeah. yeah, that's possible. Yeah, granted, so, yeah. so, like, go a lot longer here locally than most people, <laughs> guess, from what I've yeah. been hearing outside of outside of Rockford. So I've seen mm-hmm. Kirishima throw a five attack string and a seven attack string Ooh. in different games, but yeah, it, it's it, you know again, it's all because it's a card, it's a card game, it's all RNG. Mm-hmm. Not every game's the same, you know, but um, your game plan is normally trying to do the same. So, yeah, that, that think, but I also think that's also Earth's game plan is to kind of piggyback on the strengths is they want to throw a bunch of attacks in a row because they can't push attacks through. They have to play the quantity. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to play multiples of attacks in attack string in a turn to at least hopefully hit because your attacks aren't very fast. Yeah. And, and I guess no weakness. So. I was gonna say that, that that is another weakness. Also, is that if you are playing against an Earth deck, you can probably know like if they lead with an attack, you're like, I probably should just block these first couple of attacks because they're probably not playing a whole lot. Like some decks, you're like, uh, maybe I'll just take the first hit. Maybe it's just like a little poke attack. They're just trying to get something through with Earth. You can probably bet they're not playing a whole lot of attack. So, kind of changes the strategy what you're gonna do turn mm-hmm. to turn. Yeah, and that's the and that. And that's like the beauty of the game is like every you have to play differently against every symbol, against every character, mm-hmm. and you can have two of the same characters and the two of the same symbols, and the decks can be completely different. Mm-hmm. And you, that's something that you have to just plan for as a player, and that comes down to card pool knowledge and sometimes even player knowledge. Like if you sat across from like a Phil Birch or a Matt Childress or a Dave Wagner, 
they're all three are going to play the decks differently. You know, they're all going to be, they're all going to think their lines through differently. So you kind of almost have to play them, play the game while playing the player while playing against your control checks. So there's a lot of different things you have to think about in a game. Well, I mean, like that's more advanced stuff, but yeah. Um, unless you can yeah. tilt your opponent and then it doesn't matter. So that's <laughs> yeah. Get them on tilt early four, by checking all fives all the time. Yeah. Or, or if you play four copies, you play four versions of the same card. That also can tilt people too. Then they call you a monster because you're playing four different arts of the same card. So. <laughs> that's happened to me once. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that kind of it's going to kind of bring our discussion on Earth to a close. I think I I think it's a really strong symbol. I think it's one of the, the better symbols we got going on right now. It, like I said, we, we just talked about it. it does have its weaknesses, as most symbols do. But I think its strengths will outweigh its its weaknesses right now. And I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see what they're going to do with it moving into the next sets. Uh, I'm really interested to see what the DLC Karashima is going to look like to see if he's going to continue with his kind of theme um, and what they're going to build on with that. From, uh, uh, from what I've heard, I don't know how true this is, is like all of the set two characters that have like their version twos are, they're in the set, you know, mm-hmm. obviously they're probably going to be in, in sets, but I guess the rumor is I've heard from the rumor mill um, from different lines is like, they're going to have half support. Hmm. And new characters are going to get full support, which kind of makes sense because you that don't want to give another full support set to a character that has a. You want to build on what they have, not right. We're going to mm-hmm. create a completely new theme for this character, so none of these cards work with this character, you know. So yeah, and that's, that's what that's, I would do. You know, that, that does make a lot of sense. I used to play the versus card game, the Marvel DC <laughs> card game, and that I, used to be what they would do. Is, exactly what talking about. Yeah, because like I played X Men because I love X Men, and every mm-hmm. every set there'd be a few new X Men characters, and it would be it would just continue that theme, even if it was like, well, here's the this is the Marvel Knights set, you know, it's got Punisher, Blade, that kind of stuff, but there'd be like two or three X Men characters thrown in there, yeah. and that's that that would make sense to do that with this game. Because they, they 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 what they called legacy building. The back page cards were the legacy cards, so they worked with cards from previous sets. So exactly mm-hmm. what you just said, John. So yeah, yeah, I have an entire. My entire versus collection downstairs, and uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I still have fifteen decks. So if you're ever if oh, wow. ever in place, I will bring my decks and we will play. Nice. So, yeah. um, all right. Well, I guess Ryan, you want to set up what what symbol we're doing next? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Um, Let's see. Almost forgot. Oh, so we, we've got we're we're three symbols. This is one of my favorite parts of the podcast is the yeah. wheel of fun. Let's uh let's let's so wait, make one to nine. One to nine. I gotta make the the window visible again because I had shrank, shrunk it down. Oh no, hmm. this is a live editing. Um, um. Okay. So, I guess uh, time to generate this random number. All right. What yeah. we got? We're hoping for uh, water. Eight out of nine. Let's see what that That's is. That's the... not water. That uh, is uh, water, void. I think. No, oh, void than water. It's void. Yeah, yeah. Void or I water? Mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This this void. I don't. You know what that means, Ryan? Down. It's Talking about Eda for a fourth week in a row. Eda again. Eda time, baby. <laughs> All right, well, cool. Um, so a fourth Eda. week in a row he's been talked about. Because so. <laughs> we did Order, Fire, Earth, so we got the DLC Eda, and now we've got <laughs> Void, so regular Eda. We're going to talk about Eda again. It's going to be an Eda shortage after next week. It's going to be gone. Yeah. Although I think he, I think, a little, little uh, preview, I don't think he will be the best Void character. <laughs> I don't think so, but he's definitely up there. He's definitely number two. No, because mm. Kirishima's number two, so it's just, oh my god. <laughs> it's, Void Void, it's, it's gonna be a good discussion. I'm looking forward to it. Void is stacked. Yeah. Uh, right, well, do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts before we head out of here? 
Um, no, just have fun. Stay safe out there in your local groups. Just make sure mm-hmm. you are playing well and uh, wearing your mask out there like good kids. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and if you've got new players coming in, Matt has a bunch of uh, lesson type stuff up on the oh, UA yeah. website to, for teaching new players how to play the game. Um, obviously, I know Jasco has like their videos or whatever, but these are a little more interactive, kind of like PowerPoint lessons. Kind of, I, I think they're really interesting. You guys should check them out. I should. Uh, mm-hmm. I also, I have a deck profile coming out for Eraserhead off of Void. Mm-hmm. I know Drew Maffei has a Tokiami budget deck. In a budget deck series coming out, which is mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm trying to hype it because I, I don't think yeah. he's talking about it at all. Um, he's taking the rival decks and building six decks with the rival decks and okay, cool. it. It's not he even prefaces it. It's not going to win you an event. It's it's going to get your feet wet and yeah. you just start with those. And it's like a Tokiami. There's an Ida. It's it's just like a bunch of cool stuff for new players to get into the game. So and then I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to call, I know I, I struggle coming up with names for my articles, but it's going to be uh, a two hit combo. I'm going to look at two card interactions over a couple symbols that are very powerful. Very nice. And you, uh, you're also working on a, um, an article about, we were just talking about it, pricing. Oh card yeah. Pricing? Uh, I, 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 the article came out. Um, oh, is it already on- out? Okay. Yeah, it's already out. It's the best five ultra. Rares oh, that's right. That's the one. For, for that. the but I'm also tracking ultra rare price. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. I'm not going to put an article out every week, but I'm going to come back like after a month. I'm just going to track. I'm going to see how the market is because when the game, when week zero hit, prices were up in the air. And now that week one is over, prices are way down again, are way down. There are yeah. some that are fluctuating. There are currently, as of now, there are five ultra rares that have gained value since week one. So. Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested, I'm interested to see what Unlimited's going to do for pricing when that hits, because it's either going to flood the market with a bunch of cards, mm-hmm. or it's like, oh, these cards were even rarer than we thought, yeah. and the price is going to go way up. But, like if you think about it, like Frigid Heatwave, Detroit Smash, and for some reason Grape Rush Attack are the three most expensive ultra rares for some random reason. Uh, the rumor is that they were short printed, but the real I think the real thing is they're all in rival decks. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the majority of them are. They got slotted into rival decks somehow. And so that's okay. probably, yeah. Or there's a yeah. bunch of boxes that aren't opened yet and people just haven't pulled them. So that could yeah. be another. Or people just aren't selling them because they want to keep them, I guess. I exactly. Know. Yeah. Because collectors, collectors can keep them too. You know, that, that's, that's the thing. I think they were hoping the first, like with unlimited, that first edition prices are going to go up because all the collectors are going to want first edition. Cause that collecting, you know, mm-hmm. or just it's more, Precious, I guess, to coin a term. Insert Smeagol meme. Precious! Ah! <laughs> I have well, to do that in I, post. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Uh, like we said, you know, stay safe out there and enjoy the game. And everyone have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Plus Ultra, baby. Plus Ultra. Plus Are Ultra. You-